This is Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Presented by Pastano. On today's show, Brian sits down with the CEO of the Atlanta Hawks and Phillips Arena, Steve Coonan. Quite candidly, you just asked me to explain oxygen because the two have the same value. Meaning that if you can't connect and share what you're doing to social media, then you might not be living. Now, with Sports Business Radio, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for checking out the only show dedicated to covering the business side of sports. Glad you could join us. We're happy to be powered by our friends at Pistano. Follow them online at Pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. Great show lined up for you this week. Our featured guest, Steve Coonan, the CEO of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks in Phillips Arena. Look forward to talking to him about the Hawks. And Boingo Wireless has outfitted Phillips Arena Made a great Wi-Fi experience for Hawks fans and fans of Phillips Arena. We'll talk to him about that as well. Also, some exciting news. The Sports Business Radio Roadshow presented by Boingo Wireless, April 20th at the University of Portland with Portland Timbers President Mike Golub. The Timbers are the MLS Cup champions. Golub has worked for Nike. He's worked in Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA, and now he's president of business for the MLS Cup champion Portland Timbers. We'll bring that to you on next week's show after our sit-down with him at the University of Portland. I'm joined in studio by our executive director, Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? Doing good. Busy times for Sports Business Radio. Very busy (laughs) times. We've got Sports PR Summit coming up on May 17th in New York with Jeff Gordon from NASCAR, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Just confirmed Lisa Leslie, nice. WNBA MVP and Olympian. We've got some other surprises up our sleeves. So very busy next few weeks for me. But uh, lots going on in the sports world. Villanova wins the NCAA championship. I didn't have that. I know you didn't have that. Nope. UConn wins the women's championship. That was a little more yeah. predictable. But March Madness was fun. Griggs, you couldn't ask for a better championship game than what we saw with uh, Villanova and North Carolina. Yeah, I think the whole tournament this year was just phenomenal. I mean, we had upsets from the first day. We had, uh, you know, big te- big schools going down. We had just some great runs throughout the tournament. And then, I mean, what a way to end the the, ga- the whole the whole March Madness. Buzzer I mean, beater. That was crazy. Two buzzer beaters, pretty much. It was insane. Yeah, in the last five seconds. Yeah. I mean, really, that was as good as it gets yep. for March Madness. So that was fun. Uh, happy for Jay Wright. We'll see, will NBA teams come calling for him? Will Villanova re-up him? And then, you know, Gina Oriyama, who's been on this show before, what can you say about him? I mean, he's approaching John Wooden Mm -hmm. status, their fourth title in a row, as dominant as any sports team, men or women's, in the world. And the program he has built there is is literally second to none. So he deserves a lot of credit. I know sometimes people don't pay as much attention to the women's side of the bracket, but Boy, UConn uh, looked pretty darn good. He's got him dialed in. I mean, that's it's like a machine. You watch that team play, and they are so coached so well by him. I mean, it's just like they know everywhere to be, when to be there, and the team effort with that team is phenomenal. I mean, they, the closest game was what a twenty-three point win. Yeah, I mean, it's not even it's not even competitive. It's crazy. So I was in Phoenix, Arizona uh, last week. 
saw some friends at the Diamondbacks, saw Derek Hall and Josh Rawich with the Diamondbacks, took my daughter to her first Major League Baseball game at uh, Chase Field there where the Diamondbacks play. That was fun. She enjoyed that. Um, but I saw my friend Jay Perry. We played golf. Uh, Jay is the uh, she was the CEO of the Arizona Super Bowl, and I worked for her, consulting for her. Now, this week, Griggs, she was named the COO, so the number two at the WNBA. So congratulations to her. Uh, great golfer, by the way, too. So it was fun for my daughter, who is learning the game of golf, to see her play. But great hire by the WNBA, and mm-hmm. uh, look forward to seeing Jay next month at the Sports PR Summit in New York. Danny Willett wins the Masters. This came out of nowhere because, <laughs> you know, I feel so bad for Jordan Spieth because yeah. he led for seven consecutive rounds, was playing really well, and then he gets to the 12th hole, hits it in the water, then it chunks his drop shot in the water, and it just fell apart. And I will say this, and I said this on Twitter, Spieth was as classy as any athlete I've seen in defeat. He was the blueprint for how he should act after you've lost. He put the green jacket on Danny Willett. He did the post-match interview on CBS. You could tell he was emotional. You could tell it was difficult, but he stood up and faced the music, and I give him a lot of credit for that. I think he'll be back. I think he's got many more majors in his future, but that was a tough one because, you know, that's one that you're always going to remember, but Danny Willett, you know, he was a guy who just had a a new baby and, you know, was the last entrant into the field. (laughs) He didn't know if he was going to play because his son was due on the Sunday of the Masters, and the guy goes out and wins his first major. Not bad. Incredible. I mean, that's what makes the Masters so fun. I mean, who would have predicted that? Nobody. 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 Even the beginning of the day. Exactly. He was 50 to 1. (laughs) Right. At the beginning of the day. Now, forget about the beginning of the tournament. The beginning of the day, no one saw that unfolding as it did. So it made for compelling drama on CBS, um, you know, leading into the back nine. You didn't think Jordan Spieth was going to fall apart. And if mm-hmm. he did, you know, maybe he loses one or two strokes. You didn't think he was going to drop six strokes right. over the course of three holes. So that was interesting and uh, more majors to come. All right, coming up next, Steve Coonan, the CEO of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks and Phillips Arena. We'll talk with him. That's coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. Stay in touch with SBR on Twitter, twitter.com slash SBRadio, powered by Postano. Hi, it's Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, but also the founder and CEO of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. The Sports PR Summit is an annual event bringing together senior PR executives from the sports world, national media members, and pro athletes for a full day of panel discussion, featured conversations, and face-to-face networking in New York City. Past speakers have included ESPN reporter Jeremy Schapp, Sports Illustrated executive editor John Wartime, former NFL veterans Tiki Barber and Derek Mason, NBA senior VP of PR Mike Bass, and other top PR minds from across the sports world. The 2016 Sports PR Summit will take place on Tuesday, May 17th at the Players' Tribune, which is a new digital media platform created and curated by some of the world's top athletes and founded by former Yankees great Derek Jeter. The Sports PR Summit is an invite-only event limited to 125 attendees. If you're a senior sports PR executive and you'd like to be invited to the 2016 Sports PR Summit at the Players' Tribune in New York City, get in touch with us via the Sports PR Summit website at sportsprsummit.com. That's sportsprsummit.com. 
follow the Sports PR Summit on Twitter and Instagram at Sports PR Summit and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sports PR Summit. I hope to see you at the 2016 Sports PR Summit on May 17th at the Players' Tribune in New York City. Back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. My guest is Steve Coonan. He is the CEO of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks in Phillips Arena. You can follow him on Twitter at Steve Coonan. Steve, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. So let's dive into your background and your path to becoming the CEO of the Hawks and Phillips Arena. You spent 14 years with Turner Entertainment Networks. What did you oversee at Turner, and how did that role help you in your current role with the Hawks and Phillips Arena? Well, at Turner, I was president of um, all the entertainment networks, TBS, TNT, True TV, and Turner Classic Movies. And, you know, a lot of the skills are transferable. You're managing talent, you're managing strategies, you're building marketing plans, you're developing and managing brands. So while it's a fairly different industry and actually – managing and running a sports team is much more complex than running a business 20 times its size. Um, It's kind of simple in TV compared to this. So I, you know, manage people, treat people well, build good teams, create um, clear and understandable strategies, and then execute as best as you can every day. So that's interesting. I've interviewed lots of team presidents before. Why would you say running a sports team is much more complex and, and challenging than you know something like the Turner Entertainment Networks? Well, we're in the security business. We're probably the largest restaurant in Atlanta in terms of dollar volume. Right. We are in the ticket sales business. We're in the sponsorship business. We're in the marketing business. We're in the music booking business. We're in the travel business. Um, we have 10 or 12 different areas, even security today. Um, ours is probably the second most frequented secure building in Atlanta other than the airport. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, you've got to, like you said, you've got to have a diverse skill set and you're overseeing lots of different uh, business lines. So you attended the University of Georgia. You've been a lifelong resident of Atlanta. For our listeners who haven't been to Atlanta, what type of sports market is Atlanta? Well, I mean, that, that, it's, it's a, a tough open-ended question because when the teams do great in Atlanta, the fans are there and record numbers and in voice. But Atlanta is a very good sports town. It's a very good TV sports town, but it hasn't had a championship culture. And what I mean by that is there's literally only been one championship team in the history of Atlanta, the 1995 Braves. So every team doesn't take the field or the court every year with the belief that um, we're going to win a championship. And it that lack of championship culture makes it a bit more difficult than other cities where Dallas is 1-8 and Boston's 127. So hopefully the Hawks and the Falcons and the Braves will push to have a championship culture and grow the sports business in Atlanta. So the Hawks have had a nice run the last few years. You're headed to the NBA playoffs again. Mike Budenholzer is certainly someone Familiar with championship culture, uh, longtime assistant coach with Greg Popovich in San Antonio. Uh, how has he impacted the franchise since he took over as coach and now president of basketball operations as well? 
Well, Bud's made a huge impact. He, he's by far the best coach in the city. He is um, one of the best in the NBA. He's starting his own coaching tree. His coaches who work for him are now having success, like you're seeing with Utah and Quinn Snyder. Um, and Bud has built a culture here where players love to play. Last week, we announced a world-class, state-of-the-art um, practice facility with Emory Healthcare, which will be another draw to the one of the great cities of the world, Atlanta. So we, all the indicators are heading up. We have a lot of work to do, but they're all heading up in a very positive way. So you touched on an interesting topic there, the new facility with uh, Emory Healthcare. First, we're seeing more and more teams do partnerships with healthcare providers, so they treat the athletes, but they also treat the person off the street who comes in with a sports injury. But where I'm interested is now that there's this influx of TV money, Steve, that's coming in, everyone has money in the NBA with the salary cap. So it's become even more important for teams to do those little things to attract free agents. Do you feel like you know, this facility and the other facilities that you have there in Atlanta are going to give you a leg up when it comes to trying to sign those free agents? Well, I mean, you hope to. First of all, you need to have your own training facility for a whole litany of reasons. That said, one of the great benefits of having your facility can be that it becomes a um, tool used to recruit people. And when I look at what we're doing here, it's, um, it's very different. You touched on there are a lot of teams that are sponsored by um, – Medical. There's very few who literally are building a business that is in the same building, under the same roof, side by side. My guest is Steve Coonan. He is the CEO of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks in Phillips Arena. You can follow him on Twitter at Steve Coonan. You have an ownership stake in the Hawks. What's your vision for the franchise for the future? Well, I, I think the NBA is one of the great sports for the next generation. I think it has the pace. I think it has the vibe. I think it has incredibly, um, incredibly well-marketed athletes, and I think it's going to be the global game. So I couldn't be more excited about it. So the Hawks and Phillips Arena have worked closely with Boingo Wireless to provide your fans with a top-notch Wi-Fi experience when they come to Hawks games and concerts. I love the popularity of your swipe right tender night that you guys have done. Uh, I've seen that all over the place. Uh, discuss the importance of Boingo Wireless's services. And, and really, when you come to a venue now, the fans expect to have a good Wi-Fi experience. Well, quite candidly, you just asked me to explain oxygen because the two have the same value, meaning that if you can't connect and share what you're doing to social media, then you might not be living. And so we know it's a, it, it is a requirement to be able to have our fans and our guests connect. Tonight we have Justin Bieber in our building. There will be a <laughs> tremendous amount of um, a tremendous amount of social media taking place from that building. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of selfies tonight, probably. A lot, <laughs> lot, lot of screaming girls and a whole lot of selfies. So you're on Twitter and you've tweeted out everything from uh, you know little letters uh, getting people off of work if they show it to their boss for a late night Hawks game. 
Um, and, and you have a good personality on Twitter. I like it. Uh, what's your personal strategy with using Twitter? It's just, you know, another touch point connection to the fan. I can't talk to everybody every day. And so I try, you know, I call it the Mr. Ed theory of Twitter is not to speak unless I have something to say. And um, I try to speak when I have something to say. I think yesterday we had Paul Millsap named Player of the Week. That meant, that merits a mention of Twitter. Hopefully tomorrow night we'll be locking up home court advantage. That merits a um, mention on Twitter. How do you decide when you should author a tweet or just retweet someone else? It's not that big of conscious thought. I, I usually do it around games or around news. Okay, and then you've got some pretty, you know, personable guys on your team, but they do remind me a little bit of the Spurs. Some people have called them the Spurs of the East. You know, your Paul Millsaps and people like that who are just kind of the lunch pail guys that go out and work hard and, you know, fit into the, the culture but don't, you know, call a lot of attention to themselves. Uh, would you agree with that assessment? And, and Yeah, you know, I love that assessment because, yeah. you know, this is about team. It's not about look at me. So whether it's Spurs or not Spurs, that part isn't very relevant to me. But having great people that are trusted and highly valued in the locker room does mean the world to our organization. Two big NBA happenings this week. Kobe's last game in Los Angeles, and the Warriors are on a quest for 73 wins, which would be the all-time single-season wins mark. What do those storylines mean for the NBA, and uh, how do they help pull in the casual fan? Well, I think they're, you know, I think Kobe going is a testament to what he's done for 20 years. I am very, very fortunate. I signed him to a second professional contract. He signed with Adidas, and he signed with me with Sprite in my past life. Um, And he's a wonderful guy. We had him early in the season. He decided on a Sunday that he wasn't going to come back. And um, we had him on a Friday. We had a fabulous time with him. It was great to see him. And... um, you know, he will be sorely missed because he is truly the definition of a competitor. Um, and as far as what Golden State's doing, I mean, it's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. They have an interesting ownership group, and, and I'd love to get your thoughts just on that. You know, there seems to be this new breed of NBA owner that's different than, you know, the Jerry Buses and, and some of the people like that who have passed. Um what do you make of the new ownership groups and their innovations? Because, again, I see them in things like the Wi-Fi experience at the venues and some of the outside-the-box things that we didn't see 15 to 20 years ago. Well, you have a different, you have a different generation of um, owner today that you know, is also spending a tremendous amount, amount more money than has been generated and spent in the past. Um, meaning these teams aren't a hundred or two hundred million dollars; they're eight hundred million. They're a billion, you know. And so you have a different kind of owner who is, I think, a more sophisticated owner than um, there maybe has been in the past. But the combination of all of them make the NBA so interesting.
Well, I appreciate you taking the time to join us on Sports Business Radio this week. I wish you the best of success in the upcoming NBA playoffs. Good luck with uh, Justin Bieber tonight. And uh, I know the people at Boingo speak highly of your venue, and I hope to get there someday myself. Well, we'd love that. And I really appreciate the um, the time and the interview and, um, quite candidly, the very, very good questions. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Take care. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. I'll be right back. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR, powered by Postano, after this. Hi, it's Brian Berger from Sports Business Radio. Did you know that Super Bowl 50 broke the record for single-day Wi-Fi usage and beat last year's record before halftime? And then nearly 80% of fans use their mobile phones during live sports events? Today's sports fans expect strong, fast mobile connections at their favorite stadiums. And that is why major venues around the country work with Boingo Wireless to manage their wireless networks. Boingo knows fans, and they know how to make a venue's vision for the connected fan experience a reality. Boingo designs, installs, manages, and monetizes wireless networks at university stadiums like K-State and the University of Houston and major league venues like Chicago Soldier Field and Phillips Arena, home of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks. Boingo is the only company that can provide end-to-end wireless services so teams can focus on the big game, not on their network. Sports Business Radio has teamed up with Boingo to bring you monthly stadium stories focused on how technology is changing the business of sports. I will speak with Boingo and their partners, including athletic directors, venue owners, leading sports marketers, and industry influencers who will share valuable insights you'll want to tune in for. For more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. This is Sports Business Radio. We are back to wrap up this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks to our friends at Pistano for powering Sports Business Radio. Follow them online at pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Again, next week, we will be at the University of Portland with Portland Timbers President Mike Golub. That will be on our show next week, so stay tuned for that. Follow Boingo at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Go to iTunes, type in Sports Business Radio. We're rated in the top 100 business news podcasts. You can also find our show on Audio Boom, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. Our Twitter feed was named to the top 50 sports business must-follows on Twitter by Forbes.com for 2015. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. Hello everyone, Mark King here, President of Adidas Group North America. One of the most inspiring parts of my job is the conversations I have every day with extraordinary people who are shaping the sports landscape. I talk to athletes, league executives, athletic directors, and agents, and now I'm bringing these conversations to you through my new podcast series, Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports, Business, and Life. This series dives deeper into what inspires the people who are leading change in sport, both on and off the field. I want to know what makes them tick and uncover how their challenging convention to make extraordinary things happen for their teams, their businesses, and themselves. And I want to share those stories and insights with you. Tune in to my bi-weekly episodes of Extraordinary Happens on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember... 
Get out there, challenge each other, lead change, and make extraordinary happen. Hi, it's Brian Berger. Here at Sports Business Radio, we are proud to work with our partners, Pastano. They make a sports-proven visual marketing platform that I've personally been amazed to see. Teams like the Dallas Cowboys, Boston Red Sox, LA Kings, and Cleveland Cavaliers all use Pastano to engage their fans. When sports teams and fans tell their stories together, amazing things can happen. Every fan has a story. Whether you want to put selfies on the Jumbotron, create a dynamic social media command center, or activate a hashtag campaign on your website, Pastano can design an amazing social experience true to your brand. Even better, using the Pastano platform can pay for itself through selling sponsorships. As an example, the Kings sell sponsor space to Toyota and other clients and run the ads using Pastano. Want to see what your team's social content could look like? Schedule a demo today. Go to pastano.com slash sports. If you're a fan of this podcast, you understand the real power of engaging your fans. And these guys get it. That is P-O-S-T-A-N-O dot com. 